They're coming to the top of the stretch. An essential quality makes his move on the outside of Hot Rod Charlie. Rock Your World has dropped back. Then Rumbauer to the outside. And no agenda. And they're into the stretch. And it's essential quality. And a stubborn Hot Rod Charlie. And the two of them putting on a match race. What a furlong to run. Essential quality on the outside. Hot Rod Charlie won't go away. Essential quality. Too good. Essential quality. These two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website That'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between There's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs And all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name That no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com For all of your needs RacingDudes.com For all of your leads RacingDudes.com For all of your bets RacingDudes.com As good as it gets RacingDudes.com For all of your needs RacingDudes.com For all of your leads RacingDudes.com For all of your bets RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to special edition of Blinkers Off, Blinkers Off Live. We are instant, instant reacting to uh, what we saw today at Belmont Park. Of course, Essential Quality wins the Belmont Stakes, just like we all knew it was going to happen, right? Uh, I got with me here. Of course, we spent the day with Ricky. Uh, Ricky was there, our boy Ricky, Ricky Rockets. Uh, Paul's here again, of course. We're at Paul's house, so he has to be on. And Halterman, he's with me as well. What's up, boys? Great day of racing. Can't wait to uh, recap it and talk about it. Wow, that's the only guy that has anything to say. <laughs> I thought we were going in order. No, it, w- it was fantastic. I think we're going to kind of get to the transgressions, but the two people, one person down and one person that way we're ready to leave the track too early so i think we're gonna kind of dive into why that happened but um no it was a great it was it's kind of you know highlighted by the horse that we all kind of expected to win so yeah jared uh, i'm only, i'm the only one still drinking actually he's he's given up already ultimate's done yeah, he's tapped out i consume too much it's it's you got at some point you got to give it a rest or you die well that's what amateurs say so uh but no essential quality uh wins Belmont Stakes, so what is that, 153? So, uh, you know, it, it really was – we'll just get right to it because it, that was obviously the main event, and it, and it lived up to it. We, you know, the, really, the whole entire stretch run, uh, we got to see what we wanted to see, which was, you know, a battle-tested uh, with essential quality and, and who it would be, but it's Hot Rod Charlie. Those two ran a huge race. Uh, first slots, you know, we've, we've been uh, – what is it, about five hours or so since the race has ended. So what, what final thoughts or first, I guess it's been like four hours uh, since this race. what do you think? The first thoughts are those two horses ran fantastic, fantastic races. I, I feel a little bad for Hunt Rod Charlie. That horse ran fantastic and got beat. Uh, so that was pretty unbelievable uh, for us who bet uh, the two, four exact uh, Easiest one we ever got. It was we never had to sweat. It's like yeah, they're they're just pulling away from from yep. from everybody else. Uh, it was an incredible performance it, 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 for the second straight Triple Crown race. A performance so good that I just didn't see coming. I, I, we saw the winner. We like said uh, we had the winner. We had the exacta. But it's like for them to run that well, I never could have guessed we would have seen a one oh nine buyer from the winner and a one oh eight buyer from Hot Rod Charlie who finished second. I mean. That was the the thing. The big takeaway is like, wow, they ran off the screen here. Yeah, I'm gonna actually uh, disagree with you, Dan. Hard, actually. I oh, thought I thought ooh. that was a. I think I thought Pratt rode a brilliant ride on Hot Rod Charlie um, in order to get that horse to to run like he did. Uh, you know, I don't know what he, he was in a situation of what what you want him to do. You know, because I think he kind of said, you know what, if you want to come get me, you can come get me. I'm gonna run my race and. You got to think about it this way: the dude ran like a one oh, I guess we'll say like a one oh eight, one oh seven higher. Yeah, um, he lost. So, like, what more do you want? The, <laughs> what do you want? What more do you want him to do? He ran huge. He just got. I mean, they were like twelve links ahead of everybody. He he did all you could ask. He set a career high buyer easily. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't know what more you can ask for. You can't ask for anything more. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, uh, just fantastic, fantastic job. I mean, how? I mean, essential quality hot rod Charlie, the third and fourth place finishers in the Derby. And you say, well, okay, essential quality was wide. Uh, you know, hot rod didn't get the lead or whatever. But how did these horses not win the Derby, even with the juiced up Baffert horse? I mean, how good did they run today compared to just how average they ran in the Derby? That's the improvement with these horses in the last five weeks. Pretty, pretty fantastic. Right? Okay. Anybody? Ricky? Paul? Uh, I'm still upset that Joe Rosario is now 0 for 2 on Rock Your World. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. But I thought essential quality, we all kind of said that essential quality was the best horse in the Derby. Um, kind of ran like it here. Hot Rod Charlie probably didn't deserve to lose and i think against any other three-year-old in the country anyone mm-hmm. would win um so it, it's just a, a tough effort i, I hot rod charlie's always good for an a plus the central quality ran an a plus plus and, and that's just unfortunately what it came down to for me yeah i think uh i think pratt rode hot rod perfectly yeah so pratt really had to do two things right so one, he had he had to be the horse that broke Rocky World's spirit, and I think we saw today, Rocky World does not want to get into a dog fight, mm-hmm. and he had it right off the bat with with Hot Rod, and so Pratt put him away, and he put him in a position himself in a position to say, essential quality, come get me if you're the better horse. Yep. Today he was. Me personally, I can't wait till round three somewhere. Yeah. You know, a, you know, whether it's the Travers or whatever it is this summer, but uh, those two, those two horses have definitely distanced themselves away from the rest of this crop. Oh, I mean, they they literally distanced themselves away from them today, and and, <laughs> and I think it's it's hard to like we, like I said all along. I kept saying, you know, essential quality is the best horse of the crop. Hot Rod's the most consistent horse of the crop, and they showed it today. They they did their thing. Um, yeah, you know. I, yeah, they're, they're Dr. Tang, there you go. Um, I think that is a good point. You know, yeah. Hot Rod Charlie had to outbreak Rock Your World, and Pratt did exactly because he knew that if you if you if you let Rock Your World go, it doesn't help anybody in the race. And and you know, I, I, I got like the the thought of you know, why I kept saying, "Oh, I'm mad Rock Your World's in this race," because I wanted Hot Rod to get an easy lead, and he kind of did. You know, yeah, he had to get he had to ask a lot of the horse in the first. Uh, in the first quarter, but he kind of slowed things down a little bit and gave the horse a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and then that's really when you watch the final turn and, and Pratt's really sitting on him pretty chilly and he's kind of waiting. And whenever, uh, basically when, uh, when a such quality came and said, you know, buy rock your world and rock your world just folded. Yeah. That's when the running really started. It, it helped that he had pressure, but it was from a mule, like, like rock your world instead of an actual legit good horse. So that did help hot rod Charlie. That guy, he knew that that horse wasn't any good, right? So, uh, you know, I'm just kidding around. But uh, Hot Rod Charlie, I, I, I forget who said it. I think it was Baby Michael. He, you're 100% right. He had every reason to fold. And, and when they turned for home and they, had, they weren't really separating quite yet, I thought, okay, I'm looking for known agenda. Like, okay, he'll, he'll pass Hot Rod Charlie. Or, you know, anybody. And he just kept going. It was, it was a, just a huge performance. It, you know, we, we were watching this race again closely uh, right before we hopped in there because obviously being there live, it's it's hard to kind of really get an idea of everything. And, and we watched it a few times just before we hopped on air. And, man, it's funny. We saw I saw a few comments like this, and, and we said the same thing. that man, Hot Rod ran too good to lose here. Like, he really did all the dirty work, and he held on, and he stopped, tried everything he could to keep the central quality from passing him. But that obviously uh, – was just too tough a task considering the early fractions say a little bit about what, cause I know you talked a little bit about this to me and on uh, XM after the race, like uh-huh. how, how the decision that Luis size had to make there in terms of saying, well, cause he kind of thought going into the race, he's going to need to be pretty close to them. Yeah. And then he made that decision. I mean, they're probably, you know, five, six, seven links off of the, off of those early space setters to make that decision to sit off. Yeah. I was watching essential quality and I definitely was like, yeah, he's a little too far behind. I don't really like this, but then you see the fractions and I think Saya has just kind of sensed that, Hey, we're going pretty fast here. I'm going to take him back. He saved a lot of ground. I think that was a huge thing as well. Cause you think about it. Okay. He won and they were well clear, but he had to fight to get by hot rod Charlie. So 
Maybe if it's a situation where he hung him out wide again and, and he and didn't get the, quite the trip that he got, maybe he wouldn't have got by him. Um, so I think saving the ground, not getting you know up in that pace early and, and, and getting you know where, where he's running too fast. Uh, he needed he needed all that that energy. He needed all the all the saved ground to get by Hot Rod Charlie. So it was a great ride for Louis Size. They're all great rides when they win, right? But I mean, this actually was a pretty crafty ride, crafty ride of the week, as Magic Mike would say. So. Bring that back, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was. Uh, I, I guess the way he had to, you know, I don't know if he sits that close. You know, he he just was able to round that field. He set wide a lot most of the race. I think that was a little bit of. I know, Paul, you had, you know, watching the race live, you were a little concerned with how wide he was, but you see the way he just kind of loomed up there. And like you say, he put away Rocker World and then the race was on. And and those are two horses that, you know, when, when uh, he, we didn't necessarily see it in a way because he ran so much further, but usually with, with such a quality, when he comes up on a horse, he's going to pass him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think to, today you, you really saw, you know, how well, Saez rode him, and again, I, I go back to that. You know, so he saved saved ground into the first corner. Um, you know, on, on the the backside, he was six or seven lengths behind, mm-hmm. but he made up that distance before they started into the second turn. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, he went a little wide on the second turn, but he had already drawn closer to them. And, and by the time they, they hit the top of the stretch, they put uh, Rocker World away, and then the duel was on. It's just the two of them. So, you know, Saez ran, I, I thought, ran a, a beautiful ride, and, and so did Pratt, and deservingly so, they they hit the wire very close together. So let me pull it, because what you're talking about in this comment, I think, really go hand-in-hand. Hand. I almost thought EQ moved too soon, and Paul, you brought it up. He didn't really make a move. He just kind of subtly kind of started getting him into the race progressively as they, and then he made his actual move was actually on the turn, mm-hmm. but that, that little move to kind of sneak up. And now instead of six, I'm five behind four behind. That's, that's how you win the Belmont right there. You don't go all at once and ask them. You just kind of gradually ease them up. And that's what happened. Yeah. And you watch the hands on Pratt on hot rock or on a hot rock Charlie, you can see, okay, he's, He's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting. And then really when when the central quality gets up on him, that's when Pratt starts going. And for a second, I mean, that's how good a hot rod is or how much heart this horse has. He, I think he puts a nose back in front of him a little bit down mm-hmm. the stretch. You know, he he tried, he battled back, he fought back, said, no, you're, I'm not giving it up. And he, central quality is just uh, too good. Ricky, was this the best, uh, best race to the Triple Crown this year? I don't, I don't want to get into the derby. I, I still kind of think just because of what we saw, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning Ron Bauer's race. If I had to pick right now, I, I thought that was the most impressive like visually impressive. Um, <laughs> I know, I know he doesn't disagree of the triple crown. Well, I can't look at the derby cause I, I mean, no one horse is a cheater. So now I'm forced to pick between the two. I hot rod Charlie one. I would have said this one. I'll be honest. I kind of set that up thinking you would say this race, but this was easily the most impressive race of the three. It's well, not even close. They were twelve lengths ahead of everybody else. That and what was wrong? Oh, it was an open. And and Rob Bauer, who won the Preakness, was twelve behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Well, that was still more. I mean, this was. Be- I mean, this was great. Also, I think the difference. <laughs> Yeah, he just ran a 109 buyer in the Belmont, and the runner-up ran a 108. And you're like, well, okay. well, you know I don't care about buyers. But <laughs> I, I think when it, I was more intrigued, like, down the stretch in that one. And I, I think, Aaron, to your point, these two pulling away, like, it became not – and it came, became these two were so much better than everyone else. So when I kind of look at the race as a whole, I'm not saying – no. I'm not picking Rombauer. The, they, someone asked uh, – Jared asked me what the race – what was better to watch? That was the question. I said the Ron Bauer way. Still this one easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> what? What a terrible I love how direct you are. No, I mean. That's how you going to talk to him. <laughs> this was by far the best race of the, obviously the Derby you, you toss and then the Preakness was. Well, yeah, I mean. And Ron Bauer, the horse that romped by everyone, just got murdered today. So I think 
to his car. I mean, the Preakness was fun. It was visually sure. impressive to watch. I right, give him that. Yeah, but he ran. Yeah, that, that, that was, day, like, that was what the question was. The question was, what was the most visually impressive race to watch? That's not and what the I answer is. The Belmont. That was not what I asked. By the way, I said, what was the best race of the Triple Crown? Uh, okay, <laughs> that's the same thing. Uh, okay. Okay, what do you uh, two horses I want to ask you guys about because obviously such a quality he's the best horse of the crop. That's easy. That's I mean he's we, we've been saying all along like there's not a lot of great there's not any great horses of this three year old crop. He's just the best of them. He might be like he. I was gonna say yeah. he's he showed so much today. But let's okay we've established that. What do you do with Hot Rod Charlie? Because this is a horse who obviously is super good. Yeah. But it's like he just isn't. He yeah he won the Louisiana Derby but it's unless he catches a good field or a weak field I should say or a good situation for him he doesn't he's not going to win or do you do you do you keep running him at this level as far as like yes. is the amount of quarter type or, or do you cut him back or no. is this you just keep doing what you're doing Haskell taking you to the Haskell that's what uh, I, would, I would highly I mean how do you not put this horse like in the Travers conversation now that's a long ways away but how could you like. How could how I mean how is that even like a question when he if the central quality is the best and the central quality let's say he's running in the Travers you beat uh-huh. him you beat him by less than two lengths for a horse that took pace pressure was going fast early I mean could he not win the Travers <laughs> like if yeah so and he could continue to get better too he is getting better frankly with, with Baffert on the shelf he's he's one to two to win the Travers uh, Haskell I think because I, that Haskell. The Haskell sets up well for him. It's a little shorter, to Jared's point. Uh, the the Monmouth track plays the speed. Um, I think he's we're really going to the Haskell if Haskell. he's in the Haskell. Huh? We're going to the Haskell. Oh no, we're not going to the Haskell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, do you have any thoughts on Hot Rod? Would you keep him do, doing this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just... I, mean, I think you know. I think the horse wants to do this. You know, I mean, he yeah. loves it. He loves a fight. Um, you saw it today. He, you know, you've seen it in every race that he runs. You know, the horse loves loves to fight. I would continue, you know, down this path. I think the Haskell would be good. It's a little bit of a shorter distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should be right up his alley. You know, remember, you know, his brother's Matoli, um, who was a, a fantastic sprinter. I think he can definitely go longer just because he's got better breeding to do that. But I think uh, the Haskell would be perfect for him. While Essential Qualities has already said that they're – Travers is what they've circled for the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, 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 he has that feel, a Travers horse. What about this? Might be a different. I, well, I, I know, he, I know where he can go next. Aaron and I would be pretty excited if he showed oh, up in Indiana, Indiana Derby. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just saying. Or, not, you know, Derby. a horse that, a horse that Shelbyville, Indiana. A horse that may maybe should go to the Indiana Derby, and the horse I want to ask you guys about next is Rock Your World. Oh, he does. He's that's way too good a race. For him. <laughs> yeah. What the hell do you do with Rock Your World at this point? Is he just like you? It's Sadler, so do you just cut him wait, back wait. to allowance? I got race? it. I got it. Jim okay. Dandy. Jim Dandy. Right now, I, I think you give him some time off if you want to keep him on the this coast. That makes sense. Or you could you could put him in the Haskell, but I would love to see him run in Saratoga. Um, with anyone aboard, if I, if Jared, Paulie, Aaron, you guys want to ride for Joel Rosario, I would love the upgrade. Um, so <laughs> that I, if you want to keep him on the East coast, cause if, if you're not going to, I don't think you want to go to the Haskell with Rocky world. I, I think that's a bad move, but you could put him in the gym dandy. Uh, I, I, I mean, think he'll be in the ocean side stakes, that turf race on opening weekend at Del Mar. Yeah. Del Mar. yeah ocean side stakes. Oh, you're saying off the track. When you see a horse like this, just, Throw in the towel twice now against better competition it is to cut him back and and try and rebuild that confidence. And Sadler's has done this before with horse and brought them back. And yep. So you know, John Sadler's smarter than all of us when it comes to getting a horse ready to go. And I'm sure that's probably what he's going to do is something like that. I don't, I don't think you'd want to keep throwing them into the deep end. Mm-hmm. You have to rebuild those horses' confidence because twice it's been crushed. Yep. Well. I- I'm with Halterman a little bit. I think turf seems to be where they'll end up with his horse next. I think you have to now. Today was like because there's no excuse today. And if you lose today, fine. You finish third, fine. Yeah. But he did. I mean, he beat two horses. I mean, and he, one of them got eased. And he, yeah, <laughs> one of them didn't finish. He literally didn't finish. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it's just he's he's. And, and you look at he was right there. He was putting pace pressure, frankly, on Hot Rod, and he 
folded like a cheap tent. So, uh, yeah, he, to me, he's, he needs a total kind of reset, whether that's turf, whether that's an allowance, whether, whatever it is, something, because he needs to go off to the farm. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Or go, so, or, or go away. Go ahead. So I, I want to um, – I'm going to pose this if we're going to go turf. Oceanside, right? Yeah. Yes, Dr. Tang. Agree, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Then he – I wouldn't be shocked to see him back. If, if we're going to ship him back west, you'd probably assume like the Del Mar Derby. I think that's yeah. September. I think that's Labor Day weekend. Uh-huh. G2, a lot of money. If that's the route, I'm not even saying turf is the route. I'm not sure what is at this point, but I'm just saying like if that's a logical type of move if, if you're going to go that route for the rest I of the summer. Yeah. All right. Final question um, that I want to ask you guys about as far as horses in this race is central quality, which is established. He's really good. Can he compete with your older horses? Yes. The classic. Is he, is he, is he yes. a classic type yes. horse? Yes. Because we know how tough it is for a three-year-old to win the classic. Can he do it's it? It's not that tough. They do it all the yeah, time. I don't know how tough it is. Three-year-olds win the classic all the time. That's the, one of the biggest myths that people think, oh, the three-year-olds struggle to win the classic. They win it all the time. Well, people have a great shot because by when November gets here, they're not really three year olds. I mean, they've you're they've right, they're three and a half. Yeah, I mean, they've really progressed. They're they've caught up. He will have a great shot in that race. Yeah, if he says, I, I also think we just saw what Nick's go was. So I, well, I mean, we're well, I guess we'll get into that race, but it's like, who's the best older horse, Mystic Guy? I, I, I mean. Are we, are we loving that opinion? <laughs> so I, I'm not sure. Like, you know, at this point, you know, when we um, we're, were kind of to Aaron's point, like obviously the Derby and that stuff was mixed around last year with the dates because of COVID. I mean, he's basically four if he gets to the Breeders' Cup. For, for all, you know, reasoning, he's three and nine, three years and like 10 months. So he's pretty much four. That's not a three-year-old anymore. Once you eg- exit the summer, that September period, you're a four-year-old. So, I mean, yeah, why why can't he do it? Um, he's got as good of a shot as anyone. Yeah, but I would also agree that uh, essential quality is going to be there. As long as he stays healthy, he'll be, he'll be right there. And, and a big part of the reason is who who's the older horse that you're squared up right now? Mm-hmm. There, there's none that, uh, you know, I while you guys were talking, I've been trying to think who who it is is even the best older horse and I, I can't come up with it. So yeah, that, and that's just it. You look at some of the three-year-olds that have won the race, like he's better than Byron, right? I mean, Byron, arrogate, American Pharaoh, all trained by Baffert. Interesting. Okay. Authentic also. Yeah. Trained by Baffert. Uh, yeah. So maybe, it's, maybe, yeah, there you go. He, he had the touch is what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. It maybe it happens a lot whenever he's trained by Baffert, but maybe it's well, not a lot all the time. Well, it, it's hard to dive into those because I think most people, like the, the four of us or most people listening, like well, like Arrogate was just a special horse regardless of who had his hands on him. I mean, maybe it's up for question as opposed to like some others. But, but like, it, the other thing is Baffert always has the best three-year-old. So is it Baffert or just the fact that he has the best three-year-old every year? But I do agree with the fact that there, like Vinny says, there aren't any star older horses. No. So if there is a, you know, if you, regardless if they win the lot or not, uh, this, he seems to be right there. And obviously distance wise is, uh, you know, right. Hey man, hot rod, frankly, should be there yeah. um, with, with the, with the big chance to win the race. So, um let's go into let's let's just you know we can talk a lot about the the undercard what we saw um so let's kind of go through let's each give one how about and we can't give the same race so let's talk about a race so uh i'll i'll let i'll start it off with ricky kind of the race of the undercard race that you know let's talk and then we'll go into it so give me a race that you you thought was so exciting and we'll talk about it um, I, I, th- I kind of thought it was the first one. It happened to be the first one that I was able to get there for with the traffic, but I, I thought drain the clock was unbelievable because J- I think it says more about who he beat than his actual performance. And what I mean by that is Jackie's warrior hadn't lost going a mile or shorter. So eight furlongs or shorter. Um, the fact that, I mean, there are a lot of impressive ones obviously on the day, but I, I think a lot of people kind of, looked at drain the clock a few months ago. I was like, this is not a triple crown horse. This is not X. This is not Y. This is not Z. 
He's turned out to be a pretty good horse. And he's come to New York and has done a fantastic job. Um, and again, a lot of people were like off the Jackie's Warrior train and then hopped right back on after his last race. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, Drain the Clock just beat him. Now, maybe that says something about Jackie's, but I think that says even more about Drain the Clock. I think Drain the Clock is a legitimate, true, one of the better sprinters in the country right now. And there, there's nothing that would persuade me from that. That was, I, I, maybe it wasn't the most visually impressive, but that was the one I was excited um, to watch the most because Jackie's Warrior is still a great sprinter in his own right. You're you're, a, you're obviously you pick Jackie and you love Jackie going in here. What do you think of how that how that played out? I mean, what did I tell you after the race? It, like Jackie's were probably a little overrated, but I think Drain the Clock ran very well. I, I think you do have to say that. I mean, because Jackie's Warrior, he kind of looked like he was going to do the same thing that he did to Dream Shake, where he's just going to hold him off. And uh, you know, Drain the Clock just warmed down, warmed down, and got there. I thought, uh, you know, Jackie's Warrior getting shuffled back, not getting the lead, and then, uh, you know, getting rushed up. And I, I don't really blame him for, for getting him in that spot, but it may have taken just enough out of him. I thought both of them ran well, but uh, I still was a little disappointed in Jackie's Warrior. I thought he would win. Uh, even, like, mid-stretch, I thought he had it. It was funny because it was almost like, you know uh... – this, the last this last race with Dream Shake where they just kind of pulled away and they just went flying and that's what Drain the Clock and Jackie's Warrior did as they, you know, were like eight links, seven links ahead of everybody else uh, and really yeah. just ran everyone off their feet and like you say, Jackie's Warrior just couldn't hold off Drain the Clock who obviously, you know, it seems like after, you know, when that does, because all, all the, the talk was, you know, after he ran a tough race, but obviously wasn't good enough to win the Fountain Youth, they just stop, you know, and you're yeah. like, wow, you could have, you, you could have gotten to the Derby. They knew this horse was this kind of horse. Yeah. And uh, he showed, he certainly showed today because he was, I mean, it was very impressive. Like he was really good today. Yeah, he was. I, I, th- I think one of the biggest things in it's like in similarly to sports, like he ran Jackie, Jackie warriors race. And what I mean by that, it's like, it's not like he did something that we hadn't seen and we didn't know, like he went toe to toe with that horse and won. And, and I think that sometimes that makes it more visually impressive. And, and that's why I kind of went there as opposed to like, we can talk about like a silver state type of thing, like, and maybe someone will bring that up, but he did, I don't think Jackie's warrior was horrible. That that's what makes the performance good. He wasn't great, but he, he I mean, it wasn't one of the worst performances of the day. And, and he took it right to him and he was the one who was able to prevail. I don't think anyone would have taken that with a furlong or two to go if you were just taking head to head. So that's kind of why I went there. Cattle River, by the way, couldn't even get to near the lead and <laughs> basically was eased. I mean, that horse was awful. And what 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 has happened to that? I don't like his chances at the Breeders' Cup. Let's just if say we're talking about three-year-olds. Let's just say <laughs> the the the, the, uh, the Oakland three-year-old uh, series this year was I, other than a cinch quality. Well, they had yeah, but he, he came, was like a one and done. He, he you came know? through there, but yeah, yeah it, the Rebel and and Derby were quite weak. Oh, really bad! Wow, really really for bad. a series that is historically extremely good. Yes. Yeah. The only thing I would say, in addition to what you guys uh, talked about in the Woody Stevens, is it is hats off to uh, Astrid and Safi Joseph. Like they recognize what makes these two horses potentially great, good horses today. What makes them potentially great? And it wasn't the the race for the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, they took them off early and they got them ready for these races. Hats off to them. They're putting their horses in a position to succeed. That's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. They, I they, totally agree. Instead of getting that Derby fever or whatever, they said this is what makes more sense. And look what they are. They they won they won Grade One races with them. Uh, Paul, thoughts on what's what's your race? Well, the name's on the screen for a reason. It's the, you know domestic spending. Oh um, gosh, yeah. The the Manhattan watching that, you know, I don't think any of us uh, sat uh, once, <laughs> once the gate opened and, yeah, and just watching up. him run. We talked about it uh, the other day on the pod that this might be the best horse in training. And I think today he proved it. Yep. There's no might anymore. Yep. <laughs> he, he's an absolute beast and it is going to be a pure joy to watch him run the rest of the year. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, and we were, 
We were on the struggle bus today. You we know, needed the, the old, the old uh, <laughs> racing dudes wager live bankroll, and and it was it was hurting. And uh, Nick's go obviously put a big dent in that uh, in a bad way. And uh, we came to this race and we needed a big performance. And holy shit, we got it, didn't we? We did. Yeah, that was huge. And then uh, you know to to couple that in with the Belmont, it was a really fun way to end uh, the day. But this was awesome, Ricky. What did you tell me? They galloped by us the first time. What did you tell me? I would say within the first like 100, 150 yards, I said, could you imagine like the personality of a horse, you know, type of thing? And it's like, he's just looking at these donkeys, like <laughs> tire, tire themselves out. And he's just going to wait. Like he's the type of horse where like, he's telling the rider what to do. And that's yeah. very, very like, and that's rare, like extremely rare. Like he's, if he wants to hold back, like he'll tell what crap, like as Dr. Tang saying, like, He'll tell Pratt when he what he wants to do. Not yeah. the Rogers not gonna tell the way. And that's like and I told Aaron, I was like, could you imagine like just being domestic spending, knowing these horses are gonna lose? Like they are <laughs> they're essentially wasting their time. That yeah. that's what I said. I was like, we're just that's why I never got Paul's like everyone got up. I was the only one I think who wasn't up because I was like, I'm not really sure what like we're we're gonna see when I said the best horse, I told Aaron this before, like I said, this is the best horse in the country. And I think we're like, we're gonna kind of see that. So this is the best. So like, I completely agree with Paul. And that's why I let Paul go with domestic spending. That's why I wanted to say, but I didn't want to talk about it twice. I told Aaron, like, this is the best horse in the country. And if turf racing was more appreciated, like appreciated, I think people would recognize that that's maybe New York bias or New Jersey bias, but like, this is the best horse go. Like it's not Midwest bias. He's the best horse in the country. We absolutely love this. Yeah. Yeah, This, this was, this was worth coming to Belmont, you know, and, and flying up here. And, and you know, if you just had to watch one race today, that was worth it. And he he is just one that you can see that stride start to lengthen, and you know it's over as soon as you see it. All he has to do is fire, and he's going to win. And that's basically, you know, what it is. He was just awesome. It's one of those, and we talk a lot about the turf races, how the race really doesn't start till the top of the stretch. And he's one of those that you kind of know – we, you know, when he starts running, when he really gets going, it's over. Like you, you just, ha- you just know it. Like he just has that. And it's been a, you know, Chad Brown, obviously no stranger to getting those kind of horses, but yeah. this is like the, the next really big one, I think for him. And, you know, you kind of, you mentioned like, he's, I think you said something like he's, he's, he's got a great chance now or something because it was like, he's already getting going. Yeah. And we watched the replay of that race too, before we hopped on there. And it's like, you see that stride. I mean, it just, he did it last time out. He did it here. It just at every every stride of his is is two of everyone else in the race. He yep. just can, he just gobbles up ground and and he guys, frankly, he could be better. Like <laughs> it's not even out of the question that he could be better because he he's switching leads back and forth down the lane <laughs> yeah. and he's just kind of just cruising home. Yep. Well, so the only the only thing I want to not argue he like i don't want to say he can get better but like that's the type not argue but that this is what he is at this point like if that's the way he runs like they are never they're not gonna do anything different with him no. so you know what i'm saying so it's like all right if he doesn't switch leads which i i didn't notice to be honest but it's like whatever they're doing they're gonna continue to do so if he doesn't switch leads at the right time then that's the way he's gonna run i mean clearly it doesn't matter so i don't know how much better he's gonna get and aaron even like pointed this out to me is like you win by a length on the turf, that's like three or four on the dirt. So you, you look at the PPs and it's like a neck, a head, a half a length, whatever. That's a legitimate two to three. So don't look at the PPs or the result chart and say, oh, you only won by – that's not really how you kind of look at it, turf racing. But Before um, we break away from this race, I, I think we do have to mention a couple other horses in here, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't think they're all donkeys. I think uh, Colonel Liam got exposed <laughs> a little bit, maybe being a little distance limited. He, yeah. if he cuts back, I think he's he, he's going to do really well. Um, I thought the I thought the runner up ran a great race. He did his job. Chad Brown, you know, his, his job obviously was to go out there and, and set some pace, um, but he ran you know a quick pace and, and held on. But Gufo. You can't count that horse out either. If you if you watch that replay, and we just did a few yeah. minutes ago, that horse is what twenty lengths back when <laughs> when they enter enter the turn, and and he was coming yeah. like a freight train there at the end. So 
you know, if he's maybe a little closer, it, it, it could be a good battle with domestic spending. But I think there's a number of good turf horses that come out of this race that we'll be able to watch all summer. Yeah. That, that might that might yeah. want to avoid domestic spending. And that's a scary part, right? Because if your connections trainer, uh, you know, own the horse, however, it's like, do we really want to go with this monster? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, the only I, I, Aaron asked me, how do you beat this horse? I think the only way you could do it if you're in an extremely small field and the first quarter is like 25 and two. Yeah. And that's it. because Gafo to, to Paulie's point, he's he for he's further back. I call him. I'm calling him <laughs> further back, right? And that's like Gafo, right? That's not the way he runs. How do you beat domestic spending? You have to be the complete opposite, which means do it on the lead. That's how Tribby Van do it. Like you're not close. You're not going to outclose him. So how do you beat him? You have to be a front runner. I think that's the only way um, you can do it. But yeah, try to on the front end, but yeah. it's going to have to be a really really good horse uh Alterman, what's your race i know we all probably wanted to talk about this yeah I, I'll, I'll i'll say the matt mile for uh silver state I, I even though we lost that race from a betting for standpoint it's great that silver state wins yet again uh you know perfect uh ride uh and, and trip on the inside you know nick's go turns the corner ahead and he floats everybody out and then guess what silver state just shoots right up the rail and wins yeah. This horse just doesn't lose. The only thing that makes me angry about this is I backed him every single time he's won, and I didn't back him today. Uh, you get over that and just think, wow, great horse. I mean, right now, he's right there. Like, he's probably the second or third best horse in the country. It's hard to argue, right? Yeah. He wins a bet mile. He, he, I mean, that, yeah. that does enough for a horse right now. He sweeps all the Oakland stakes. That's not easy to do. And then to win a Met mile. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty in- incredible. What is that now? Five or six? I think that's six in a row now. Six. Yeah. Six. Dating back to last year, even. Um, yeah. He's right there now. I mean, really just super impressive. Nick's goes off on this race, but somebody still had to come up and win. And he, he just, he ran an ex- extremely good race. Silver state deserves a ton of credit. Yeah. Nick's go was awful. Wasn't he? He was awful. There's really not a lot of excuses uh, out yeah. of that. He, he just, you could tell he in the turn he was he was not going to go on. Um, who was the best horse in the race, though? Maybe the runner-up by my standards. I thought that horse ran really, really well. He's been very consistent lately. You think if uh, the brother is on Mischievous Alex, that makes a difference? Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. too. Well, go ahead. You, well, so, so if you watch the race, right? Yeah, so Mixco... Out front, they come come off the uh, corner and, and hit the top of the stretch, and he blows the the turn. Mm-hmm. He he's out, you know, five or six wide, and he forces mischievous Alex uh, out with him. And by my standards, has to go around all of them. Silver State set the perk. Great ride by Ricardo. Comes right up the rail, takes advantage of those three um, coming out. But yeah, I would I would say. Give me next time as Genius Alex or by my standards, you know, in a in a even race mm-hmm. where where you're not going to see them blow out to five or six wide and Silver <laughs> State comes up the rail. Give me one of those two, but take nothing away from Silver State. All, all the horse does is win and gets no credit for it. Well, and that's what's <laughs> yeah. funny about him is that you know obviously he was disregarded here, so so to speak. He was I think what third choice, almost fourth choice. Yeah, uh, and so. He never gets he's he's a Ronnie Dangerfield of uh, of older horses. He never gets any respect, and yet yet again we're talking or we just saw the race and we're both saying like or we're all be like well you know maybe he wasn't the best horse in the race like well next time is he gonna beat us again? His problem coming into this race was the horses that he was beating at Oakland have come back to run awful. I know like Fearless couldn't win the Pimlico Special. You know I mean it's like on and on and it's like maybe he's not that good. Maybe he's he's like taking advantage of. Uh, a weaker fields, and then he comes up in this field. It's like, well, if he wins here, he's really good. And then it's like, he, again, you're like, well, Nick Sko didn't run very well, and by my standards, was really wide, and he saved all the ground. It's like, some bitch wins. That's yep. what you're supposed to do. Yep. Yep. That, well, that's that. I remember, Halty, remember we had the conversation about like authentic and like in the Haskell, and I still bring it up. It's like, he just wins. Like, and that is the object of the sport. It's not yeah. to be visually impressive, the object is to win. And that's like, kind of why i looked at it, i was like all right i think nick's go still the most talented if he runs his best race he's obviously going to win but like you start to question some of the other horses mischievous alex not only do you have 
um, a distance issue, but he beat Mind Control and Super Stonehenge. That's not going to be good enough. Dr. Post, he beat Wicked Trick in one race in the Westchester. I mean, like, you just make a lot of question marks. The only mm-hmm. thing you could say about Silver State was, I mean, um, his competition. But mm-hmm. he went five in a row, and, like, that, that offsets. And Oakland, I thought, had a pretty, like, good meet overall in terms of a lot of runners, I think, are running really well. And I oh, I think Oakland kind of gets put on the back burner once the summer starts, and I guess we're kind of into that summer. I think we're going to see a lot of Oakland runners do really well, like by my standards who like, you know what I'm saying? Like the horses with a lot of Oakland experience. I think that's going to be a theme. And I think that's something that people should keep an eye on. And obviously in this race, it worked out. So, yeah, uh, I guess I'll go to the race that I really don't want to talk about, but it was kind of the big race at one point before all the scratches and, and, it, and Michael Myers, you brought up a horse that I'm going to mention Latruska uh we'll talk about the Ogden Phipps quickly uh, Latruska obviously very good I mean I don't take any credit or don't take anything against her she ran huge uh, I mean she just she just continued on but she beat four horses we kept getting scratches Swiss got ever was out Valence was out Bonnie South got gets up for second she dares to double third I mean Latruska is another one of those horses that is a little bit like the Roddy Dangerfield that just doesn't continues to just they win and then they don't get a lot of respect. But yeah, you look at who they beat and she is one that's like she beats good horses. So while it was a very impressive race, we didn't obviously we we uh we skipped this race, we bypassed it um mm-hmm. because of the scratches, but you kind of were surprised like I, I mean, you love She Dares the Devil, I know, going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you? How, how shocking was the result for you, personally? It wasn't shocking that Latruska won. Uh, I definitely think she was, uh, you know, second choice for me after the scratches. Thought she'd have a shot. But uh, it was, it was, I, I guess, shocking that she won so easily. And She Dares the Devil was just pathetic. That was awful. That was, and listen, no Cox horse showed up all day except essential quality. Who showed up in a big way. And I, it's not not saying, oh, Cox horses didn't run that well. They didn't show up. None of like, She Dares the Devil was awful. God awful. Terrible performance. Bonnie South beat you. That's that's embarrassing. You don't, you shouldn't come out of the barn for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but uh, Latruska, yeah, just gate to wire. I mean, just dominated the race. She's the number one uh, older female in the country. There's no question. <laughs> I mean, there's no debate. Uh, Monomoy Girl, you know, who knows when she'll be back. I don't think I'm skeptical she will be back. This is who we got. We got Latruska. I mean, she just wins, <laughs> kind of like Silver State, right? Well, I, I like. I think we just we proved today, even though it's not a great field. I mean, that unless Bonneville Girl makes an appearance or uh, Swiss Skydiver, whatever her issues yeah, are, I guess there's still a thing with her. her you right? know, Latruska yeah. definitely is. Head and shoulders above these horses right now. She and she yeah. just, she she stopped into the ground today. Well, I think that the other thing that uh, we saw today is four weeks ago, five weeks ago, you would have said the older Phillies and Mares division by far the best. Mm-hmm. And where are we at today? You know, is Montemore Girl coming back? You know, Swiss Skydiver. You know, declining form, and now she's she's missed this race. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Where are we at in the older Phillies and Mares? We have Latruska, uh, you know, by by all rights, uh, deserves to be at the top. But where else are we? You know, by the time we get to the distaff, is it does it become the three year olds that take over and and lead the way? We saw a really good three year old today, mm-hmm. um, and the best three year old isn't going to show up again until the summer. Yep. Oh, there there is one Philly who. It's on the radar. Haven't really seen it at stakes level, but we'll we'll, we'll kind of keep that off there. I I mean the Valiant <laughs> is well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention where the the Philly that we got to talk about in person. That that's the one um, Chad Brown runner who just ran an allowance race. But Valiant, I, I think like he's still talented. Also, like I just we saw two of the probably top three didn't even run today. So I don't know if we can like completely crush this division yet even though it's not looking as good as it did a month ago. I think Mal, like, did you put that up? Yeah, Malathot, I think that definitely is a horse that uh, is going to have a shot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I like three-year-olds at the Breeders' Cup, so maybe I am biased towards three-year-olds. Maybe that's a flaw or something. But I, I think they, they can compete. 
I, I don't think you can watch that race and then, like you said, and then watch Malathot search results in the Oaks and then search results comes back and wins today and think they have no shot. I think they're going to show. So I'm with you. And and Latruska, she she's she's run four tough races and we're not even to the second half of the season. So by the time November comes, Latruska might be a little worn out. So I think it's wide open. Well, I'll, I want to ask you guys this. If Monomoy Girl were to come back. Yeah, I'll take Monomoy Girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll well, I'll get yeah, she, she's in my book. She's like, if she shows up in a race, <laughs> that's yeah. that's big. No, but, you know? so I, I'm just so like, the division looks weak now because we had two scratches and a horse that we're not sure about. I, I yeah. think this, like, this division could easily be again to paul's point the best division <laughs> if, if we even see two of the three come back so yeah. uh, I, I mean maybe not the top like by a lot but if you get all three back it's easily the best division so yeah. that's I, I think it's just like we're looking at it on a today basis like a very you know but not long-term type of thing so yeah it's uh yeah i think that's what the next big weekend is what of, of these seeing these Will it be stars and stripes or what the the three just kind, of the, just kind of the general the big big oh it kind of gets splits up split up now turf forces for the three year olds will be stars and stripes day we'll have a we'll have a, what's that race they run for the older horses on that day can't think of it right now um, I don't know but anyway they run a, they run an older race that day uh, and then and then it's it's Saratoga and it's Del Mar after that guys like that's that's where we're at now. Uh, you know, Coaching Club American Oaks, we'll see some big horses uh, second weekend of the year. The Whitney's coming up, uh, you know, first weekend in August. And then, of course, you know, on to the Travers and stuff like that. And then the Haskell uh, in mid-July. Yep. So, And don't forget, all these races today were including this one. Uh, yeah, winning your in for the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. So we're all eyes on the Breeders' Cup at this point, you know. Yeah. The Belmont's over. And all these races just leading up, and like we just talked about, all these leading up to these big uh these big races, obviously, at the end of the year. Yep. Uh, all right, we have a few things to get to because I want to at least mention the fact that I did win the Fantasy League. Thank you oh, for yes, announcing yes, that. Yes. I appreciate everyone's uh, kind re- kind remarks about me winning. I appreciate it. Um, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin. Sl- I'm gonna ruin. You, by the way, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin. <laughs> yeah. Saratoga Slim finished last. Oh. just so everyone knows. Uh, and I'm gonna ruin him. Oh. So that that's that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna um, be bad. Uh, yeah, honorable no. men, honorable mention to Lone Rock, by the way, <laughs> who did win by 12, yeah. 12 points. We didn't yeah. even get a chance to talk about him. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know it's a two mile race that like not a lot of people know or really care about, but that should be in the top three performances of the day. Also potential, like, because, because you win, like it's hard enough to go that distance. And then it's like even more detrimental to everyone else to win by 12 or close to, I mean, that we didn't even get a chance to really discuss that, but I thought that was one of the best performances of the day too. It's just a race that a lot of people don't put stock into or aren't interested in. All right. (laughs) Uh, Give me your, everyone, I want people listening, you know, over the next several months, give me your thoughts, how I should punish Slim um and all things are on the table at this point you know because he's kind of annoying me all year and i'm i'm just <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna just lay into him he's already tweeting if you go to the go to racing he's dudes kind of me all go year. to racing dudes uh twitter at, at racing, racing dudes and, and and he's tweeting at us like he's worried he's worried this is the worst case scenario for slim yep. um i'm gonna ruin him so uh one other thing to get on you know there was i'll let you guys i don't want i don't feel like i was a part of this well so, so I'll let you guys kind of just, you know, eat the shirt situation. Paul was talking trash to me about uh, Fantasy League and uh, right before the Preakness. And I said, hey, w- it doesn't matter. Ron Bauer, when he wins the Preakness and he wins the Belmont, it won't matter. Yes, Jerry. I will. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he is picking up it. I, I, I will win and it won't matter. And he, Paul says, what? What did you say? I, I told you that I would eat my shirt, uh, and then I corrected it quickly, and I said that I would eat the Magic Mike shirt mm-hmm. uh, if uh, Ron Bauer led you to victory. Yes, and he almost did it. He almost pulled it off. Uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, when uh, when he went storming by and won the Preakness, uh, I started sweat. Yes. Because um, now I had to figure out uh, 
you know, do I like my shirt with ketchup, mustard? I mean, how, how do you how do you eat that? How do you take it? Um, so it, it, it was it was definitely definitely something that uh, entered my mind, and and we had to figure out uh, a way to make sure that I live up to my word because I'm a man of my word. If I say something, I do it. Uh, that I lived up to my word um, without uh, having to go to the hospital later than I had after eating an entire. Get, get so, your stomach pumped. So, exactly. So I'll, I'll turn the can. So this is what Paul decided to do. Here it is. That is the, the Magic Mike shirt <laughs> in cupcake form. So we're all going to eat cupcakes now. That's how we're going to end this show. Yes. So there you go. The Magic Mike uh, shirt that Paul uh, was going to have to eat. We're going to eat it anyway, but yes. we're all going to eat it. It's not just you. We, so. The plan was that Ron Bauer <laughs> did win today. We were going to make Paul... Dive into that thing. Yeah, he, oh, he did it with yeah. no hands. There was some, some sort of punishment. Yes, it was uh, going to be awesome. So I, I want to give a, a couple of thank you. One to uh, to Magic Mike. I don't know why he had it loaded up so fast, but I asked it, asked him for a PDF of uh, their logo, and I had it three seconds later. Hmm. So I'm not sure why that happened so fast. But I, I also think wanna, I know. I, I, I also he want loves to, his uh, picture of himself. To say, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, thank you to uh, Heather Falterman. Uh, because uh, I asked her what uh, type of cake does Aaron like to eat, mm-hmm. um, I should have taken the exact opposite and just made all those, but <laughs> I did not. Um, you know, I, I made sure that I that I got cake that uh, Aaron would eat. So yeah. thank you to both of them. I'm excited for this. This is gonna be good. Yeah, I'm yes. ready to get off the air now. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. One more, one more yeah. shout out. I, I do okay. have one more shout out. So thank you to my lovely wife who <laughs> went to all the effort to. Get this done. Uh, I think she had to call sixty different places and 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 find somebody that would put this all together. So uh, thank you to her. She's the real reason that I'm not visiting the ER later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, enjoying ourselves yeah. thoroughly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on the uh, on the Belmont Festival. And of course, Ricky's Rockets will be back this week. Coming up week, obviously, we'll dive into more of that. If you, and we'll be back next week with Blinkers Off, Magic Mike Show. Uh, time really putting a bow on all the what we saw, and of course, leading up to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, any final thoughts? You good? You want to eat no, cupcakes? yeah, we'll eat the cupcakes now. Um, final thought, and this is this is like all three of these races blew me away for different reasons, right? With the Derby, it's a, it's a DQ because of a drug violation that kind of blows you away. The Preakness, Ron Bauer, like freaks and just runs like, a race, it's like he'll never do that again, right. And then this one, it's like, okay, the two horses we thought finished one, two, finished one, two, but they were 12 lengths ahead of everybody else. Like, this was incredible. Like, I never thought any horse in this crop was capable of that kind of performance. So, three races, very surprising every time and fun. Every one of them was fun for different reasons. Yeah. And how about, and, and credit to Paul for giving us this line on the way home, but it's like, how about the fact that Brad Cox is going to win? two classic races basically in the same week i mean who knows when frankly yeah. we'll find out his first one being the belmont his second one is the kentucky derby of the same year <laughs> so thank you about that yeah how that works yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll probably talk about that for a long time on how that exactly worked and that's kind of a cool story for brad cox but yeah so <laughs> brad cox all of a sudden won two 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 legs in the triple crown this year after not winning any of them so um we'll be back to talk more of this and obviously what's coming up in the coming uh weeks and months uh thanks everybody for tuning in uh it's been a hell of a day we're tired if you can't tell uh essential quality wins the belmont stakes thanks everybody and we'll be back next week see you guys racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets <laughs>